Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and changemakers. I've been thinking about the stories, figures of speech, and memes that guide our days and keep us firmly entrenched in identities and labels. Whether I knew it or not, a guiding tale for much of my life was that I was a serial quitter. Whenever I did something new, I unknowingly set a timer for four months, and when it went off, I was usually on to the next thing already. Maybe you see yourself through a lens of accomplishments or failures, or you define your life by figures of speech that people repeat ad nauseum, like stay in your lane, or if you want to go fast, go alone, if you want to go far, go together. None of these things are bad, but they can keep us stuck. So I want to ask, when was the last time you re-examined your potential and made changes accordingly? Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 731. Have you ever had one of those conversations that just stick with you? And as you play it back in your mind, you see so many interesting ideas to explore. Last week, I met up with a friend for coffee for the first time in four years. It definitely had been a while, and yet it felt like no time had passed. And as I listened to my friend talk about his upcoming art show and the things he learned painting portraits of dead hip-hop artists, I realized he flows freely between ideas and curiosities. And he's someone that has re-examined what his potential is in crucial steps of his life and then builds up the skills to realize said potential. It's inspiring for sure, because I want that for myself, and I want that for you. As creative professionals, our career usually begins with us getting curious about a craft. And if we're lucky, we build those skills over decades and get known for what we do. And we keep at it day after day, year after year. Maybe we win awards, Maybe we become a one-hit wonder. Some of us explore new interests, launch new services or products, get a job in a completely new industry, while the rest of us stay in that job until we die, never knowing what the potential could be or the larger impact that could be made on their community. Reexamination begins with wondering if there's something more than what we're currently doing. And when we're younger, the answer is never no. There's always something more. But as we get older and more comfortable, we forget that there is anything other than no. We build a life around phrases like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Or I'm getting too old for this shit. We utter our go-to response, go back to living life. Maybe we go out to our hobby space and, and dream about it a different life if life circumstances were different. Yes, learning as an adult is much different than as kids. Our brains have matured, neural pathways have been defined, but it's not impossible. It does require, though, to first re-examine our potential and believe that there is more than what we have been doing and have the willingness to be a beginner again. Oh, and to suck. I mean, really suck, to the point of embarrassment. So instead of sucking and the embarrassment and fear and 
all of those emotions that come with that, we stay in our lane. We stop asking questions and we wither away beneath the weight of the status quo. We also don't re-examine our potential because we sell ourselves short too often when it comes to vision, mastery, obsession, and the daily work and sacrifice required to achieve them. As young adults, we don't have many attachments or responsibilities, so sacrifice hits differently than when we're adults, have bills to pay, obligations. You know what you say when you get an idea but then stay stuck in a dead-end job because sacrifice doesn't rank well in page rank or algorithms. Yeah, time spent with loved ones is great, but so is being around a loved one who is both committed to growth and inviting you in as a willing participant. Another area where we get tripped up is when we get an idea for a creative project. For example, making a short film. We go to YouTube or Google and fill our brain with all of the solutions to problems we don't even have yet, because we haven't started. Instead of learning how to light a scene, you watch every tutorial in as many scenarios as possible so that you'll be prepared for those scenes instead of having to figure it out in the moment. And sure, it's important to learn what you don't know before you start. But how much is enough, Chris, before you dive in and create? I am so guilty of this. I want to know everything that I'm going to come up against, all the problems and barriers before I do anything new. How long will it take to trust me? to trust that I have the tenacity to stick with something to figure it out. Well, as mentioned, one of my founding stories is being a serial quitter. So, of course, I don't trust myself if that's the story guiding my life. Another story throughout my life is that I have been a loner. I have relationships and a few trusted collaborators, but not many, because I've grown to prefer the solitude of creating alone. Yeah, I can go fast. And it's amazing how often it is seen as a weakness. To be surrounded by a world that lives according to the phrase, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And yeah, there's a time and place for teamwork. But instead of constantly searching for the right people to work with instead of never working, why not invest in ourselves? Conversely, instead of being the loner and shrinking into your shell, why not reach out to others and see what could be made together? Your new potential could be either of those scenarios, depending upon which one you identify most with. For me, I'm learning to add a few more collaborative projects to the list because it allows me to grow in new ways. Not better, just different. As you can probably tell throughout this podcast, I am not a fan of figures of speech that keep people stuck or derail their progress. I'm also not a fan of compiling a list of phrases that build you up and keep you stuck in whatever you're doing. Instead, I think it's about building a diverse library of ideas, like the coffee I had with my friend, and examining them and engaging with them and letting them change who you are. These could be conversations with friends and people you don't know. They could be movies and books created by creators who you don't identify with, or even music you don't usually listen to. And this is about creating a life not based upon either or thinking, 
but both and. There's room for all of us and to learn from one another. Finally, an important way of re-examining your potential is to explore the future with an open mind instead of fearing it. There's a tremendous amount to fear about the future. War, poverty, societal collapse, assholes, robot apocalypse. But what if there was a different way to imagine the future? Back to my friend earlier. He told me that he was excited about the prospect of robots being in our homes. He imagined a scenario when he was old and had trouble getting to the bathroom. His robot pal was able to pick him up with ease, take him to the bathroom, oh, and keep him company throughout the day. Now that's a much different scenario, and it leads me to think that by examining a different future, a more positive one, there are endless ways to evolve and grow in your life. And that's going to take some time, sacrifice, and a willingness to suck your entire life. And while that doesn't sound awesome, it does fill me with hope for a better future. If you are someone who has a lot of ideas and want to re-examine your potential by building a creative system of content production, head to gwtw.co slash workshops, where you can read more about my upcoming workshop on November 9th, Spread Your Ideas Like a Horny Rabbit. I hope to see you then. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.